1: As per usual, all podcasts on the NRL Supercoach Talk Network are proudly sponsored by Brett Oaten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment, media, and tech industries. Now, if you need any intellectual property, contract, or other business advice, please visit brettoeten.com.au, that's B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N, or you can contact Brett On Twitter, his handle is at Brett Oten. Sydney-based, but servicing clients throughout the rugby league universe. Huge podcast tonight, plenty of injuries to talk about. Let's get cracking. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the pod for yet another week the NRL season, <clears throat> excuse me, the NRL season is absolutely flying along, and we are all very low on trades and pushing hard towards the end of the season, chasing that top one thousand finish. Joe Fitz, how are you this week?
0: Uh, the, the season might be flying along, mate, but I'm like a, a fat man in the last kilometer of a marathon. <laughs> I'm uh, struggling. Oh, my team is struggling, mate, with injuries and uh, lack of trades. It's um, still loving it, but it's a bit of a love-hate relationship at the moment, I think.
1: Yeah, mate, you're still hanging in there, though. You still you just dropped just outside the top 1,000 this week.
0: Yeah, when in uh, 1339 uh, basically took my spot, he's into 710. Uh, i got a 1092, so just outside the top 1,000. And, and, mate, you're there and thereabouts, but... Um, Two thousand four um, confident of uh, catching when an all?
1: No, not anymore. I think I'll, I'll struggle to finish the top in the top thousand. I think um, that 1072 that trade I made two weeks ago, trading Crichton out and bringing in Michael Morgan, has been an absolute dud. That's cost me what, a good at least 120 points or so. A couple of other, I played Curtis Scott ahead of Dylan Walker on the weekend, cost me 50 Mm -hmm. points. Um, Yeah, no, struggling the last few weeks, mate, and yeah, not confident of finishing in the top thousand anymore, to be honest.
0: Bugger, mate. Um, Anyway, onwards and upwards.
1: Yeah, that's right. We'll keep pushing on. Big show tonight, obviously, quite a bit of news out of the weekend. Um, You know, some of it which has rectified itself which is good. We'll go through the teams, the injuries, the suspensions, a little bit of trade analysis. And then we'll have a look at some of the better options to start in your team this week. Uh, it's probably a bit more of a relevant decision for most people, given that most people should be very low on trades um, at the moment. Uh, just with regards to the board bits, we'll post, post those up on the site. We won't go through them now. Instead, we will just talk about our sponsor that we mentioned last week, Sleeper Keeper. Um, If you might mention, uh, sorry, if you might remember, uh, the guy's name is Alice, and he's producing these Supercoach sweatshirts. Now, mate, ours have arrived. You have not yet received yours in the post from me, but I have mine And I'm wearing it right now, and I wore it last night, and it's super warm. Super warm and super comfy.
0: Yeah, mate. I'm uh, looking forward. I think you're dropping it off to me on the weekend, so I will proudly display it around the house.
1: That's right, mate. Definitely. So get involved. Uh, I think it's sleeperkeeper.com.au. All the info will be up on the website. Um, And a special sort of for the next 24 hours or so, if you use the promo code SUPERCOACHTALK, you'll get 20% off. So that promo code is usually set for 10%, but Alice is going to double that discount for the next 24 hours off the back of the podcast. So that's promo code SUPERCOACHTALK. Also jump on our Twitter if you want to see a picture of my ugly mug wearing the awesome sweater. You can have a look at that and see how it looks in real life. So that's sleeperkeeper.com.au. Um, and just while we're covering off on a couple of things, mate, how are you are you playing? Are you um, much of a moneyball player? Are you playing at all this season?
0: I have been off, off and on. Not as often as I'd like, but um, I, I tend to binge on it when I get into it, mate. Those Super Saturday comps and stuff like that. If I've if I've got a day in front of the telly, I'm almost certainly given moneyball a, a go as well.
1: Yeah, nice. Have you heard of um, their their comp called the Target Comp?
0: No, I haven't, mate.
1: So basically, it's it only costs a dollar to enter. Um, you can enter up to 50 teams, and you have to hit a certain score. So it, I think the target is 405. So it's quite a high mark, um, but it has to be because, you know, we don't want everyone hitting the target. So basically, it's... Um, yeah, if, if you hit 405, you win either the full prize pool if you're the only person to do it, or you win an equal share of the prize pool if other people do it. So... I think it's up to about twenty eight hundred in in the um the n r l side of things at the moment. Last I checked the a f l one was up to about seven or eight thousand so it basically jackpots every week um that you don't get it so very simple yeah costs a dollar to enter enter your team as you normally would um, and if you score four hundred and five points you'll win some cash now it if it continues to jackpot. Um, the one for Major League Baseball on moneyball.com.au about two or three weeks ago went off for the first time in a while. And, mate, can you guess what the major prize was?
0: I couldn't even guess, mate, um, but I know that I'm going to be jealous that I didn't get it.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was about forty grand. So Striking. so for $1, someone won forty grand on that Major League Baseball target comp. So... Make sure you get involved. Like we said, dollar to enter, moneyball.com.au. They've got all their other comps up as per normal, but just wanted to mention that target comp specifically this week. All right. Now that that is all out of the way, straight on to the news. This is the news. Okay, news time. Huge week of injuries and suspensions this week, wasn't it?
0: Mate, uh, I think we all... Because we've all been crying into our beers since uh, some of these guns went down. Gutherson's obviously uh, a season-ending knee injury. And
1: Cam look, just, Smith. Just on Gutherson, obviously. Banner, yeah. Banner-Kurs last week.
0: It came the back Banner- after a bit, of, a two-week holiday.
1: Yeah, we got we got Hayne the week before. I think he only scored twenty or so. The Banner does not like it when people get injured. Let's just make that clear. All the Banner wants is low SuperCoach scores. It does not want injuries. So all the best to Gutho. Hopefully we see him back flying next season.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um Cam Smith uh whispers were originally that he was going to play. Obviously he was named, but uh some Melbourne sources saying he might Missed um, this week and possibly the week after. Burgess has been named, and it's just an issue of kneeling up. I think like Nathan Brown's had that uh, ongoing rib cartilage injury. Uh, Moylan uh, unknown with the ha- <clears throat> unknown with the hamstring. He's not playing this week, um, with ho- hopes that he'll be available the week after. Uh, Maloney's busted his hand, which is a month. Hurrell's busted his hamstring, hamstring a month. Aiken's dislocated his shoulder, which will be a fair few weeks. Rapana's shoulder charge, and obviously Soliola's got a long holiday as well, mate. I mean, that is a huge list, not only of supercoach guns that, you know, almost every team would be affected by at least one of those, but, um, you know, some other players that could have an impact on other supercoach guns that are actually fit.
1: Yeah, huge list, especially off the back of Sean Johnson last week. You know, Gutherson, Smith, Burgess, Moylan, Rapana. All these guys are super coach relevant. Also, a um, number of people would have brought Billy Slater in last week, who's out this week with a concussion, obviously, from that hit uh, from Soyola. So, mate, huge. And I think we spoke about it last week, sort of last season, there wasn't many injuries post-origin, and everyone sort of had a couple of excess trades at the end of the season. But every year before, these injuries have happened, and, and it looks like they're happening again this year.
0: Yeah, so I don't think there's any way you could be so lucky to have dodged all of them uh, in the last two weeks. Um, Just given on the percentages owned. Um, It's just a matter of, you know, hopefully you've kept an extra couple of trades uh, over and above people that are kind of around your ranking spot. I know I certainly haven't. We'll go through our trades a bit later on in the pod, but, um, mate, I am absolutely scraping for a side.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got the one trade left. Um, so, assuming Smith doesn't play, I'll be able to slot McInnes in there, which is okay. Um, hopefully Burgess gets up and I'll play him. Um, I've got a bit of cover on the bench, obviously. Rapana out is not ideal, means I have to play Curtis Scott again this week. Uh, I've got Norman, Walker and Bura outside of my 17, as well as Cameron Smith, so, a few sort of medium-range medium, play, medium range guys there that are going to have to maybe step up this weekend next week.
0: Yeah, interesting stuff, mate. What uh, We've got the teams list now, mate. Do you want to take us through the Thursday night game? Because, I don't know, I don't want anything to do with the Bulldogs at the moment.
1: No, the Bulldogs are a bit of a joke at the moment. Um, look, let's all hope we all VC Nathan Cleary and he goes nuts. For the Panthers, uh, who have got May coming in for Moylan, Cartwright's on an extended bench. He could potentially come in for May as a late inclusion, and James Graham at least is a, a little bit of a ray of hope as he returns for the Dogs. This week, the early game Friday, the Warriors, my Warriors, who are just about as bad as your Bulldogs, uh, 1-17, to up against the Sharkies, who have got Amanu Brown uh, coming into that 5-8 spot for Maloney, Seguiaro, at hooker, and looking like he could play big minutes with probably only Bikuya on the bench there. To sub in for him, uh, the big game Friday night, which should be a good game actually, down in Sydney, Eels and Broncos. Hoffman is in to the side for Gutherson with French pushing back to fullback. And for the Bronx, it's good to see Darius Boyd return, um, and obviously Cody Nikarima drops out of the side. So look, a couple of... Couple of not so exciting games to start the weekend, but that Friday night uh, late game should be a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, what happens with Sammy whether he keeps it up, uh, his hot streak, and and whether Darius Boyd allows the uh, the likes of Milford and and Hunt that little bit of extra freedom to uh, to keep their scoring spree up.
1: Yeah, for sure. What do you think about uh, like? I suppose we'll talk about it a bit later on, but Semi and Corey Norman, for example, up against the Broncos. How do you think this game's going to go? I
0: think the Broncos, I mean, Bennett's sides are always really disciplined defensively, so um, I've, you know... I'm a bit wary on Semi, and we'll go into a bit more detail later. But um, I, I just don't know how many points are actually in this. Um, if there are a lot of points, I'd say it'd have to favour uh, the Broncos, just given what we saw them put on the Bulldogs last week. Um, and yeah, they've always been stout defensively. So if it's a, the Eels' best hope is that it's a low-scoring game, um, which isn't going to suit those, you know, the likes of Norman and Semi.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree, mate. I'm, yeah, that's what I've got Norman outside on my side at the moment. Um, scored quite well last week, though, 80-plus. Knights and the Dragons, Look, who who really cares about the Knights? I yeah. is in. Matautia is out. For the Dragons, obviously, Aitken's out with that injury. Dugan's back in. Joel Thompson's back in as well with Matt Dufty named to start at fullback again after a very strong debut last week. Rabidos and Raiders, a few changes here, positional changes mostly for the Rabideaus, with Johnson going back to fullback, Fui Maiono going to center, Walker to 5'8", and Cook into starting hooker. Um, for the Raiders, Oldfield. Mate, I didn't even know he played for the Raiders, but he's in on the wing. Tarpanay and Bateman are named to start, and Baptiste drops back to the bench.
0: Yeah, so I think the, the main news out of the Rabbitohs Raiders game is that Cody Walker's back at 5'8". I can't believe that, you know, we spent the better part of the the start of the season just begging for him to be uh, at fullback where he traditionally scores better, and, uh, you know, next minute we're begging him to be back at 5'8", so he gets a bit more early ball. So, you know, Cody Walker, owners like myself, um, have you know, I've been forced to play in the last couple of weeks with with all the injuries and the buys. Um, I'm hoping that uh, it brings back, you know, a return of
1: form. Yeah, did he score a try last week? Uh, um, no,
0: I don't think he did. I can't remember, but I, but I don't think he did.
1: No, I think he was on about four. Maybe he got a, a try-assist line-breaker He did, yes,
0: he did. Because yeah. he
1: jumped up and then he did nothing for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's always been that kind of player, but, um, you know... It, I think the genius of him is is when he's got the ball with a little bit of space and if he can get that early ball from Reynolds at uh, at 5'8", then, you know, hopefully the Supercoach output improves.
1: Yeah, definitely. Roosters and Cowboys, late game Saturday, should be a good game as well. Manu's in, Orbison's back to the second row. Guira is on the bench. And for the Cows, Winterstein returns and Jarved Bowen's out. For the Storm and Sea Eagles, the early game on Sunday... Munster pushes back to fullback uh, with Slater out, and Riley Jacks comes into 5'8". For Manly, Coruscant is back. Wright and Lawrence are also back. Cullen and Perrett push back to the bench, and Kennedy drops out of the side. And then the late game Sunday, Titans and Tigers. John Olive is in. Lawton's back to the bench. Kane Algy is gone. And for the Tigers, Suasu Su is back. Lawrence is starting and love it is on the bench. So, look, not, not too much doing there. It's unfortunate that Smithy plays so late in the weekend. Um, if he is a late out, hopefully we know on Friday at least. Um, it would be unfortunate if we had to wait till Sunday and then we're trying to scrap around a team out of those last four teams.
0: That's And that's the problem with Craig Bellamy. Um, you know, we, we know how much he's ginned us around with Curtis Scott. Um, You know, being named out of the 17 and starting quite a few times this year, Riley Jack's the same. So I hope we get the early news, but it's probably unlikely. Um, And just going through that list, mate, you know, we were talking with Copes last week about our biggest regrets, um, trade regrets for the year. And I've got to say, me going Cambridge Munster to Josh Mansour. In round eighteen has got to be uh, got to be up there because Mansour has just stunk to high heaven, and uh, you know looking at Munster at fullback, he, he could be anything the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, mate, that's that's not good, not good, is it? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you, you're not you're not going to uh, you're not going to argue for me because there's no, nothing to argue. That was nope. just a terrible decision.
1: <laughs> that's almost as bad as trading Crichton for Michael Morgan. I think they're both they're both pretty bad.
0: Yeah that that's hall of fame terrible decisions that's
1: that oh, Mansour has a three round average of 27
0: Yeah this is this is Josh Mansour the base stat and monster yeah. that you know could always be relied on for you know kind of 35ish points in hit ups you know um, and always good for a tackle bust and you know it's it's not like he's working his way back from the ACL because he actually scored really well the first two games that he was back. False sense of, um, you know, mm. uh, of, of his output as a supercoach player. And, you know, Penrith playing that round 18 uh, by I think, sucked a lot of us in. And now with no trades, we're bloody stuck with him.
1: Jesus, mate. He's 270K and he's got a break-even of 74
0: I, re- I remember being giddy when he dropped below 400. <laughs> now he's going to go to 250. This is ridiculous.
1: Oh, good old man, so, hey. All right, let's keep pushing on, and we'll jump on to trade time now. And now it's trade time. Okay, mate. Like, you and I, I mean, I've got one trade left. How many trades have you got? Two. Yeah, I think, look, if you're, if you're a serious overall player who's really given it a red-hot crack during the buys, um... You, you wouldn't have more than four, maybe. I mean, you know, I'd be thinking one, two, three, four, or potentially zero. So we'll go through the trades pretty quick, um, and we'll talk about a, a bit more of the match-up stuff uh, for a bit longer. So some of the pot options, um, you know, with dual positions and things like that, a lot of these guys uh, would apply to Gutherson sellers, uh, potentially SJ sellers from last week as well, who else are people selling? Trent Merrin, he obviously got injured last week. Tohu Harris, no sign of him again in the teams this week. So people are selling him. Uh, the uncertainty over Moylan is making him a sell target as well. Fu Maiono, who's also peaked in price. So with, with the jewels and things like that, mate, there's these guys are really options for any of these trade-outs, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they are, mate. And, and look, we've spoken about the obvious, guys. And, and, you know, if you're listening to a Supercoach podcast in round 21 of the year – you, know, you should know enough by now to know the obvious guns um, to bring them in. So there's no need to really kind of go too much into this. What we're talking about now is, you know, if you're head-to-head or overall um, and, you, and you want to catch up ground, it's really the pods, the low ownership guys that can make the difference. So we've got some options here that, you know, really low ownership, you know, usually 5% or lower, um, and they are startable. Uh, in your final side, um, you know, as a, in, in your final team. So we spoke about Isaac Luke <clears throat> last week. He's back in form, 2.4% owned and only 348K. So, um, you know, People, you know, if Cameron Smiths out for one or two weeks, I think whatever your backup hooker is, whether you've carried Jaden Braley or you've got Brandon Smith there like I do, um, Luke's probably looking like the second best option um, at hooker at the moment. Um, unless you've got, unless you carry your uh, balls around in a wheelbarrow, in which case uh, Seggy might be an option. 283k, he's actually owned by 0.4%. Of coaches, so it's not for the faint of heart or low of trade, but you know, given that he's set for a pretty decent run in the side, um, Segiaro p- to your taste, mate.
1: Yeah, maybe p- points per minute is one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what is Kirk Capewell named on the bench?
0: No, he, he's dropped out, so um, given that. Farmer Brown is at 5'8", Maloney's out for a month. Um, Braley, you know, is not on the horizon uh, in t- in terms of his return. You've got to think Seguerra is pretty good for eighty minutes. Um, yeah, so obvious... Cape,
1: Capewell is yeah. named in the number sixteen.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I thought he was the extended bench. Sorry.
1: Yeah, that's <clears> the only <throat> risk there is. Like, if if there was no sign of Capewell, I think you know Seguiaro might be worth a punt, but. Yeah, just that Capewell, what What do you think for Seggy, 55 well, ca- minutes?
0: Well, ca- Capewell's not going to play hooker though, is he? I mean, he's a wing centre or an edge back rower, so I, I'd find it hard to believe that he'd be back up hooker.
1: Yeah, I don't know, maybe he comes into the halves, and or maybe he comes on in the centres and Jack Bird goes into the halves and Farmer uh, Brown yeah. goes into hooker, I don't know. That would seem yeah, like a big reshuffle though.
0: That's a pretty massive reshuffle, although Bird's obviously versatile, although he does seem a little bit on the outer there because obviously mm. he's leaving. So, um, you know, look, the, you, would, you wouldn't, you uh, would all things being equal, you would go Isaac Luke for, you know, 70K more than Seguiaro. But if you are, um, you know, say you got Brandon Smith there for 175000 and you just don't have the cash to go up to, you know, um, one of the genuine options at Hooker Seguiara could be a bit of a, a, a risk worth taking. Prop um, and uh, and second row, there's not a lot out there, but Aaron you know, he has got a five-round average of 75. He's 440K, 3.1% owned. Matt Gillett's expensive because he's got a five-round average of 80, but only 5.4% owned, but he's 479K. And a bit of a bit of a dark horse shout here with Soliola out for five weeks. Joe Tarpanay, only 314k. He's got great PPM uh, and he's only 2.3% owned, mate. So if you really want to go left of field, you you could probably do worse than a Raider.
1: Yep, definitely, mate. I hadn't thought of Tarpanay, but yeah, looking at him, PPM one, three round average is 65. Um, you know, so he's in a bit of form and like you say, could be playing big minutes for the next five weeks or so. So, yeah, mate, why not Why not give him a crack? I know wenon has been talking Woods up in the um, team's analysis for the last few weeks. That team's analysis, mate, that's just great. I mean, I read that every week without fail. So, yeah, you know, good work there, Wenin. Keep it up, mate. Good good chat, good talking up of Woodsy. And I don't, I've been burnt by Gillard in the past. I can't go in. But I like Woods and I like Tarpanay.
0: Yeah, the best thing about Wenon's team analysis, mate, is that you and I can pretend every week that we don't read it, claim uh, uh points as our own, and then watch him blow up in our private <laughs> chat.
1: <laughs>
0: it's absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, exactly. We need to steal it. We need to steal our content from somewhere for the podcast.
0: For sure, mate. What about in the halves? Um, there are some better premium options there.
1: Yeah, there are. Milford, because um, you came back last week or the week before, I think, and scored okay. p s was uh, strong to start the season. I had him in my side. He dropped off a bit, um, sold him pre-Origin, and he's coming back strongly in the last few weeks as well. He's only 5% owned, so he's an option. Michael Morgan, the poor bloke, I've just killed him the last two weeks. I'm hoping that he comes good this week um, up against the Roosters, but he's got a break-even of 161, so he's not a buy option for those lucky people who don't have him already. And we talked a bit about Ben Hunt last week as well, who got a good score for the Bronx, and you know we'll look to sort of cement that partnership with Milford going forward as well. So, yeah, I like, I like Pierce and Hunt in particular.
0: Well, Hunt at 1.7% owned. You know, he was a lot cheaper a couple of weeks ago. He's up to 394 k but um, obviously he's got pedigree there. Um, And, yeah, you know, particularly if you're a head-to-head player uh, in the finals, having someone that, you know, almost certainly based on that percentage won't be in your opponent's side with the... um, you know, with the potential to go large like him is a really good option. Centre wing, Dugan at 400k. He's playing at, back at right centre now, but only 4% owned. Not sure, you know, um, obviously there's the uh, the effect of, uh, you know, him being in the side, what it does to Wit it, but that's generally with him at full back. I think at right centre... You know, Dugan is probably a 55 average player, so I tend to stay away. But Laffite, I mentioned last week, um, he's only 364K, 4% owned. So cheap for the potential output, mate? Or do you just think because he's dropped off a little recently, people are off him?
1: Yeah, look, people are probably off him, but three round average is still 50, five round average is 56, coming on an 85. Uh, and Sangster and Fadima made some good points on their podcast this morning about the Dragons draw for the next four or five weeks. Um, you know, it's quite super coach friendly, so expecting some good output from LaFi and uh, Widop over the next month or so. So, yes, I did not realize that he had gotten so cheap, and I think that's pretty good buying for 360K.
0: Not bad, and we mentioned Tupo last week recommended him. He got 71, but he's still only 330.
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: 14K, uh, 3.3% owned, and just something from a, a left field, someone with a lot of pedigree, Will Chambers, is only 301,000, uh, 2.9% owned, and he's been uh, you know, a pretty solid 60-plus average player in recent years. So, um, you know, because of his origin uh, and round 19 buy, um, not a lot of people had him on the radar, but I think he's a serious pod, you know, with pedigree uh, for a cheap price as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's very affordable. It's funny, isn't it? Once your trades get low, you don't really go sort of searching through the, um, searching through the list of all the players looking for these bargains. So you don't really realize how cheap some of these guys are. Like even Croker, for example, I know he's 11% owned, but he's only 284K, you know, someone, someone like him who started the season at, what, about 480, it's a massive drop. So there's definitely some bargains out there for people who maybe do still have some trades back leading into the head-to-head finals. Go searching for them around that 300 to 350k mark and you'll probably come across some good options.
0: Oh, for sure. And just given, you know, how well Croker finished last year, I mean, he he was absolutely on fire. So, um, you know, he only has to kind of not even get to those dizzy heights to to represent really good value for, for, you know, your final um, four or five centre wings um, for your team home.
1: Yep, exactly. And then fullback, mate, not a lot of pot options there, is there? I mean, there's RTS, Teddy, Trubojevic, Munster. You should have... Two of those guys in your fullback position, basically. So you shouldn't really be looking for pods.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think um, you know a lot of people got off RTS, but he's even without Sean Johnson, you know, he's still got. Starting, you know, 17 pedigree and, and form, Tedesco shows showed what he can do. He finally crossed, uh, you know, for a try for the first time in months uh, last weekend, and obviously Turbo. It goes without saying how good he is. I, I just don't think fullback this year is a um, somewhere you want to go pot hunting.
1: No, RTS has been quite good recently. Five round average of 71, three round of 66. So. He's definitely final seventeen material and, and sort of picking up after the slow start to the season. All right, now for those of us like myself, you went in and many other people who are very low on trades and basically can only trade for season ending injuries. But let's talk about some of the matchups this week. So let's just have a quick look at the odds. Um, you got the Dragons a dollar twenty six to beat the Knights. The second best favourite is the Titans at a dollar thirty-two over Wests. Broncos a dollar forty seven over Para and Penrith a dollar forty-four over the Bulldogs. So that would sort of lead us to believe that Penrith, Broncos, Dragons, and Titans, you know, attacking players should score quite well this week. So that would be your likes of your cleary. Um your, your, what from the Dragons Widup, McInnes from the Broncos, maybe Milford Hunt James Roberts could potentially cross for a try and then Hayne for the Titans so look, all those guys from those four teams, I'd be playing all of them
0: yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, most of the guys you mentioned are, are going to be in your in your top 17 week in, week out. But there are some borderline players that I think you can play the matchups. Um, I know we've just spent, you know, a bit of time uh, crapping on Mansour, but I think both the fact that surely he's due, but also uh, up against Marcelo Montoya um, and the Bulldogs, I really do fancy the, the Panthers to put some points on. Um, so I'm actually going to anti up and start Mansour uh, this week and, and might, even if I had him, um, start Peachy as well, even though he's been stinking it up. Basically all your Panthers. If you've got them, play them. Um, but at the same time, James Graham is just coming back from injury, but um, there shouldn't be a problem with his stamina. And only Cassiano and Filalalo are the middle forwards on the bench. So um, Clemmer's not an 80-minute lock, um, and you've got uh, Tolman and Graham there, both you know, set to play big minutes. So I would actually, if you've got James Graham, I would seriously think about starting him in the 17. What about, is that too rich for you?
1: Uh, yeah, mate. I I don't know. I mean, I agree on all your Panthers. Edwards and Co. start all of them, especially after how the Dogs looked last week against the Broncos. Um, I wouldn't start James Graham. I mean, I understand your point about who's on the bench, but you just, I'd, I'd go with people with more upside, you know, on your fringes, maybe like your Corey Norman, your Cody Walkers those sort of guys who are on your fringe, I'd try and get those guys into your 17 ahead of James Graham.
0: Uh, James Graham's a lock for 55 points, and I reckon there's a good chance Norman gets 45. You know, um, I just don't think there's many points in the Eels. How long's Graham
1: been out for? Like, this is his first game in how long? Do you know? Four
0: four weeks, I think, mate. But, I mean, it's his neck. It's not like he can't run uh, and do... um, you know, and do cardio and stuff like that. So, you know, he's got your know, Cassiano, who's a 30-minute player on the bench, full Arlo, um, you know, he's reasonably low minutes. So, you know, I, I would tip Graham, um, you know, to play 65 minutes, maybe even a little bit more
1: oh, um, and take a, a few it's minutes off time. 65 minutes, big call.
0: Well, I mean, he's he's averaged sixty five minutes a game a couple of years ago, so um it's Tolman that's been playing, if not eighty minutes, then close enough to it in recent weeks. So he's probably due a rest and, and James Graham, you know, he's got the miles in the legs, man. I reckon he can uh he can do pretty well this week. Very, very high, uh very, very high floor for mine.
1: Okay. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, who else have we got here on the list? Lafay, he's a definite start this week. Cody Walker, he's borderline for me. Who of the so Souths are up against Canberra? Canberra's a dollar fifty six favourite. Souths two fifty. Um, look, yeah, Morgan would probably be my. Sorry, Walker would probably be my eighteenth man this week. I think if if there's a late withdrawal for someone, Walker will be coming in. But at the moment, I prefer the stability over some of the the bench forwards ahead of Walker.
0: Like James Graham, yeah, no
1: good point. No, not, um, not James Graham.
0: <laughs> um, mate, I, I think the Raiders are, are a bit of a defensive disgrace at the moment. Um, I think there'll be a lot of points in this game, so that's why I've got Cody Walker in my 17. Um, but similarly, I've got uh, Joey Leilua um, in a, in my start. I don't own him, but if I had him, I'd play him because he'll be um, probably up against Philly Mayono. And uh, more likely to hog the ball without Rapana there as well. So, you know, Leilua, he's fond of a show-and-go, so I think, you know, he might cross cross the line this week, so he'd be a good start.
1: What are you saying about Michael Oldfield? <laughs>
0: uh, I'm saying that I think he's, he, he was at South to start the year, I think, so um, he might forget what he's side re- he's playing on,
1: mate. I, I thought he'd retired, to be honest.
0: Yeah, he's a... A uh, replacement level at best, and I think um, I think Bj will, uh, will decide to take on a bit of uh, bit of ball himself rather than pass it to that enough.
1: Yep. yep, agreed. hayne up against the Tigers should score quite well on Sunday afternoon. I think that is a no-brainer. Now on the sit side of things, obviously Tolman's going to get less minutes with Graham returning, so he's questionable. Now you've got here RTS up against the Sharks. Interesting call, obviously, over in New Zealand. I know the Sharks' pedigree, but RTS has been playing quite well in recent weeks.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, SJ being out obviously harms him. He has he certainly got uh, the numbers that he'd be in the top seventeen. But I think if you know, I would possibly start Cody Walker over him. Sharks are pretty good defensively, and um, you know, obviously this is the time of year. Even when Sean Johnson's fit, that the Warriors start to uh, to fall off a cliff. So, yeah, I just. You know Mason, Lino or Lino was okay last week against the Cowboys, um, giving RTS some ball. But, yeah, just not sure that um, he's, you know, if you've got a really solid kind of 18, 19 players, whether you'd risk RTS against um, the defending premiers. Semi um, is actually a sit for mine. I know he's been setting the world on fire, but he's against the, the Broncos' right side defence, which is really stout. And uh, obviously, we're not sure what the effect of Gutherson uh, being out will have on the eels. Um, so this is one of Wenon's big calls that he had in the in the team's analysis uh, on Tuesday. Um, that Semmy's a bit of a worry, and I tend to agree with him.
1: Yep, agreed. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Semmy's going to score very well this week. I'm, I'm predicting 34. Lock it in.
0: 34. <laughs> Yep. lock it in yeah mate I, I would I would have a board bet with you on it except I totally agree
1: okay and um, Burgess what are we going to do with Burgess hopefully we'll get some more information from wacko um, and company later in the week there's some um, some guys in the um the super <clears throat> excuse me the Addicts group on Facebook who have really good insight into the rabbitos as well um, so hopefully something comes out of that but mate I don't know he's, he's got to be 5050 at best isn't he
0: yeah, and the, the problem is, you know, it's not that he plays that late in the week. Is he's, he's the he's the middle game on Saturday, so the fifth game of the week. But the problem is, um, you know, you've got St. George playing before, so that means you have to make a call if you've got DeBellin uh, to play. Uh, the Eels play before, so Nathan Brown, the Sharks, obviously oh. Gallon for feeder. Um, you know, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, obviously the, you know, the Warriors with – Bodine and Mannering so there's a lot of kind of second row players and front row players that you need to make a call on before you'll know whether Burgess is going to a suit up or b have an indication of what his minutes are so you know obviously you need to look at the individual makeup of your team but you know for instance how mine is set up um it I will probably err on the side of caution and actually have him outside the 17 this week
1: yeah 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 agreed it's a Yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, for myself personally, it would I would either... Yeah, I mean, just looking at who plays when. So I've got Smithy out of my 17. I'm assuming that he's going to be out. So the only one really for me who would be available um, would be Michael Morgan. So if I start Cody Walker, I will play Burgess off my bench. And if he is a late out, I can flick him for Morgan, which is not ideal, but it's really all I can do, to be honest. Yeah, um, sounds fair enough. Unless I want to go with Bura, for example, you know, who's starting at hooker for the Knights.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: um, so your tr- so one trade this week, mate, what are you doing?
1: Um. So I really, really want to trade Rapana out and get Widop in, um, but the boys have talked me out of it, so probably just going to sit on my trades. I mean, we still got six weeks left. I've, I've got one trade, so...
0: Yeah, um, I've got the two, and it's just a call on whether I take the auto emergency for Cameron Smith. If I don't, it means I've, I'm going to have to move Corusau back up to hooker, um, but because Brandon Smith's there, I don't have a lot of cash to play with. So still have Sean Johnson sitting there, so it'll either be zero or both of my trades for the year. Um, so up uh, in and um, enough that that is dual five-eighth uh, halfback, um, allows me to play chorus out hooker uh, for the run home, uh, or it's zero and I just take the auto-emergency base. So I'm still unsure, um, but I do have Sean Johnson's um, 480000 sitting there, um, you know, not doing much for me on the bench.
1: Yeah, I think it's time to pull the trigger, mate. I think it's time to just go for it.
0: And go for the final five rounds with no trades. Yeah, y- YOLO. Yeah. yeah fair I, I think that's what I've actually done at the moment mate so I've, i'm I'm getting used to the side there looking at it with zero trade, so it's more than likely I'd do it um Vice captain and captain for the week mate what's what's your plan
1: Oh, uh, nathan clear is a no brainer isn't he he's the biggest yeah. lo- he's the biggest lock since I don't know, Brazil versus New Zealand soccer matchup or something like that. He's the the lock of the year for vice-captain. Captain's a bit more tricky, you know, if Cleary doesn't score, if he doesn't turn up. Um, You've got Gallen and Fafida and me... Oh, no, sorry, I was going to say immediately following that game, but alas, I am mistaken. You have 24 hours there to see what Cleary updates to. So Gallen's an option. Um, I've got it on Trebojevic, Jake at the moment, up against Melbourne on Sunday afternoon. I'm hoping that that's a, a bit of a slog fest and he can get through some base stats and maybe get some of those attacking stats he's been getting the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, mate, I'm still stuck on, you know, the shots fired at the All-Whites. Um, just then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got absolutely no faith as a proud New Zealander maybe, that the All-Whites couldn't say, stand up to Brazil.
1: Maybe he's the biggest lock um, since the All-Blacks beating the Wallabies this year.
0: Oh yeah, mate, that's that's much more of a lock than uh, the, the mighty All-Whites against uh, against Brazil. Um, mate, for me, obviously, Cleary, um, one of my better purchases uh, this year when it was, you know, making the call between Cleary and Moylan. So, um, his 550000 is looking nice there with the uh, blue vice captain armband on. Um, in terms of captain, yeah, it's pretty open, mate. At the moment, it's with Tamalolo. Um, you know, he's a bit of a forgotten man. He's in most of our sides, but in terms of a captain option, he just keeps pumping out you know absolutely fantastic scores five round average is 79 and uh you know pretty much that's what you want as your captain at this time of year that that you know if your vice captain doesn't hit you know someone that's going to get high 70s as as a minimum
1: yep yep agreed those guys are all good options all right mate let's wrap it up with question time let's get straight on to it um we got we put the word out on twitter we got quite a few questions actually let's just Smash these out very quickly. Pumpkin Picker, with suspension and upcoming draw in mind, is Rapana a trade? I think the answer is, is yes. I think he's definitely a potential trade. He's a luxury trade, but I've got no dramas if you want to sell him.
0: He's in a luxury trade, but you know what more indication do, does a super coach player have to have with all of these injuries that you should only be trading out injured players? Like Rapana's fit. Yes, he misses this week, but I just think unless you're a head-to-head player with kind of 10 trades up your sleeve, um, trading out a healthy gun like Rapana, even though he's, he's a bit off the boil, I think is madness personally.
1: Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. From J85S, is Nofo still a top 17 player? Three-round average is 57. Five-round is 62. Yeah, look, he's, he's still getting it done. He's not doing what he did at the start of the season, but he's still going okay.
0: Yeah, he's he's not too bad. He's, he is he's still a bit of a pod option. Um, what And, you know, uh, he also asks, what score should an AE get to not be an AE Nightmare? It'd be 40, wouldn't it, mate? Like, you know, it'd be the likes of Phil Mayono, who's, you know, not an absolute Matt Frawley-like Nightmare, but is someone that, um, you know, wouldn't stop you from doing the BC loop.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's 40 points. That's the level there. Um, from gmh275 on Twitter. Um, a little bit relevant to your situation this week. Is it worth trading in another hooker for Cameron Smith or just cop an AE from Curtis Scott Edwards or Cody slash Dylan Walker? Their scores might not be too different. So, yeah, at this stage of the season, if if Smithy's only going to be out for a week, I'd probably suggest just cop the AE
0: yeah I would. my problem is um I was banking on MWZ being enough but somehow he he's, keeps making himself into the getting himself into the 17 kind of on the on the day of the game so I've got him sitting there and I've got Fumi that's you know they're a bit of a cut below um those other guys that were just mentioned so it could be the difference you know of an extra 15 or 20 points so um yeah borderline if you've got the players I have but um if you've got a better calibre of player, um, then I, I would take the AE for sure. We've also got a few questions from the site um, that I asked earlier today. Um, Channard asked, someone earlier mentioned the intricacies of using the VC loophole in a week where CS9's in doubt and plays late. Um, a lot of the popular nuffs seem to play relatively early. Should we just forget the loophole this this week?
1: I think you. I think it's always worth just chucking the VC on someone on, on Thursday night. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. That it's, you just chuck it on one of these Penrith guys. You never know. Like, what if Cleary comes out and scores 160? Then everyone's going to be scrambling to find a way to do the loophole no matter what. So you may as well chuck your VC on someone from Penrith and just see what happens.
0: Well, that's true, but I guess the point is, why not just put the armband on if you,
1: the oh. home, if you
0: think the Panthers at home? Belt, <laughs> <laughs> if you think the Panthers at home are going to belt the Bulldogs, and the Bulldogs are absolute pants right now, let's make no mistake. Coming from a Bulldogs fan, I uh, <laughs> there was a bloke at SunCorp last week that actually. It was freezing cold and he threw he was on the second tier and he took his jersey off and he threw it down and it just fluttered in front of me. You know, this Bulldog's jersey because he was so disgusted <laughs> with how they with how they played. Would have been a nice cold walk home for him. Um but yeah, the Bulldogs are an absolute disgrace right now. So um
1: But uh, I don't know, out of uh, the Bulldogs are a disgrace. I mean, they got pumped last week, but if you just go back Yeah, so, yeah, they got smashed last week. Round 19, they had the bye. Round 18, they beat the Knights by two points. Look, I know that doesn't sound good, but it was a win. Round 17, they lost to Para by a point, but Para only scored 13 points. Round 16, they lost to the Warriors, but the Warriors only scored 21, and that was in New Zealand. Round 15, they had the bye, and we'll just go back one more week. Round 14, they beat St. George 16-2. to So aside from that Broncos game, they're not letting in a huge amount of points. Their, their attack might be horrendous, but they're not letting a huge amount of points in.
0: They, um, the Knights obviously only scored 18, but there are a lot of high scorers in that game as well for the Knights. I think um, while they might not be conceding points on the board, um, they're... they're Pretty open, so some players have been going fairly big against them. So, um, <clears throat> you know, the best thing about the Bulldogs is their defence, but that really isn't saying much. Um, I do, I do think play all your Panthers, and if if you do have have an issue with uh, you know Cam Smith likely to be out with no nuffs, um, I, I definitely think you could do worse um, with no other you know glaringly obvious captain option this week, given that there's five or six decent options. That um, you know, you could put it on cleary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll be sticking with the VC. Fair enough, man. What about what about uh the full eighty? Obviously a great rugby league podcast. Make sure you check them out on Twitter, they're just at the full eighty. That they're asking about Widop and his upcoming run. Is it too tempting to deny and would you captain him this week against the Knights? Now, when I when I traded him in Today, um, in place of Rapana, which I've since reversed, I chucked the captain straight on him.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, the Knights are better at home, but I had uh, Sean Johnson just sitting on my bench last week and had the option to bring up in, and, and it was the exact reason that, you know, he is a half that's capable of a 30 as much as he is 130. Um, and I held off, but I don't know, there was just something about his game on the weekend which convinced me um, that I, he's just got it this year. You know, he's um, 75 average. Um, while there is the odd 30, um, his kind of consistency is there. He's you know mm-hmm. clearly the, the chief playmaker. I think that only gets better. Uh, with Dufty at fullback as opposed to Dugan, who you know commands a bit more early ball. So Widop is you know absolutely the chief playmaker. I, I'm I'm likely to bring him in if I if I get a half in this week. So um, you know I'm certainly hoping that you know he brings the consistency back.
1: Yeah, mate. Here's the top top players by average excluding Nuffs. You know who have played one or two games. Tamalolo, Gallen, Mannering, Widop. Bang. Tom Trebojevic-Johnson. So Widop, he's the fourth highest average. Mate, quick quick comment. One last question from Mudman97. Um, Hearing Bryce Cartwright is back this week, is he a pot option for the run home? Mate, I think Mudman needs to stop drinking.
0: Yeah. uh, What in anything Bryce Cartwright has done this year would suggest that he is an option for the run home. Um, if, If it was round eight... You know, when you've got plenty of trades and plenty of time to uh, to get your team sorted and uh, make those kind of mistakes, then, yep, you know, have a flyer on him. But, you know, given any anyone you bring in at this time of year with this few trades, it means that you're stuck with him. Uh, I mean, the bloke's averaging 30, like fair dinkum.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, next yeah, you year. Just,
0: you, you just can't do it. Yeah, next year.
1: No, As Tommy sure. Sankster tells us every week, he's the number one option for next season.
0: Yes, yes, he does do that a lot, uh, old Tommy. Um, actually, I've just got one last question from Marty Tupu. Uh, question to be close to your heart, mate, from the site. Josh McGuire, he averaged sixty-three points mm. and sixty-three minutes before Origin, and he's and he's about three hundred k or not. Well, actually, I'll find out his, his yes. exact price, but he's pretty Gee, low at the moment. He's
1: dropped to three hundred and six k. Yeah, so I sold him after that injury affected seven. Um, and he's he's come back for the one game with 48. So he's got a three round average of 30, but that's obviously because he had that horrendous score. Oh Jesus, 300k. You can do you could do worse. You could do worse.
0: Yeah, for sure. He was um, you know coming into the Origin series. He was I think 411k. Mm. Um, you know. Um, doing re- really well, and obviously, you know, a lot of origin players, not just him, uh, have reduced minutes and reduced scores through the origin period. So, you know, I, I tend to think, you know, I've mentioned this a few times, there's the, the sub-gun or the kind of the A-minus players, and uh, Maguire's definitely one of them. He'll never be a Fafita or a Gallen or a, or a Jake Tribbojevic, but, you know, for, for maybe three or four or five points less a game, Picking someone up for 306kg, you could do, you could definitely do worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. he's an interesting one. Like I said, you don't go trawling through the players when you've got no trades left, so I didn't realise he was that cheap. But, yeah, got no problem with that if you want to bring him in for a bit of a flyer. All right, mate, we had better wrap it up. We have gone over time again this week, but that's all right. Thanks again for jumping on, mate. Good luck. Hopefully you burn those last two trades and then there's a bunch of injuries and you're stuffed.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, mate. You can get stuffed.
1: (laughs) Speak to you next (laughs) week. See ya.